Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 130. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, so here we are, the first jazz piano chord that you have to learn you must learn is going to be your triads now intermediate and advanced players just hold on just be patient okay we're going to get into the advanced stuff okay trust me so triads right your triads in your major and minor triads are the basis the foundation for all jazz piano chords to come as a beginner as an intermediate player as an advanced player you should be able to play all forms of any sort of triad so a major triad is going to be one three five of your major scale so here's my C major scale. To build a major triad, I'm going to take one, three, and five of that major scale. There's a C major triad. Now, after you learn all your major scales, obviously, you can build a F major triad. You can build B flat major triad. And again, if you're looking to play pop, um, anything like that, that's what triads are based off of, right? all pop music is all triads so you have to learn your triads now i played a major triad right what i recommend doing is learning that in all keys um you know all different ways up down half steps you can go up major or uh, minor thirds here right all sorts of variations to practice this this is for all your chords that i'm going to teach you today now your minor triad is going to simply lower the third flat third of your major triad right now we've created a minor triad, right? So here's my C minor triad. And again, I should be able to play my triads in both hands, separately, together, um, in all different keys. You wanna be able to play them like, it should be like riding a bike. Like if I call out an A flat minor triad, you can just go boom. You know, a D flat major triad, boom, right? Or right hand, G major triad, right? D minor, B minor, uh, F sharp minor. It doesn't matter. This is how comfortable you should be with all these different voicings I'm going to teach you. So step one, you have to learn your triads because step number two, the second must know jazz piano chord you need to learn is going to be your dominant seventh chord. Excuse me, not your dominant, your seventh chords, right? Seventh chords. Now there are, just to note, there are other variations of triads, right? You have augmented triads, you have diminished triads and stuff like that. Obviously, you need to learn all of those, but your major and minor are going to be the two fundamental must-know triads for step number one. Now, number two, the second must-know jazz piano chord is going to be your seventh chords, all seventh chords. So what we're going to do to build the seventh chord is we're simply going to add another note to our triad, okay? And what we're going to start with is another note from our major scale. So what we did to build our major triad is we took one, three, and five of our major scale. Now we're going to add on the seventh of our major scale. Okay, the seventh note of our major scale. We've just created a seventh chord. This is a very, very common jazz piano chord. Now again, you should be able to play this in all keys. You can go through the circle of fourths, right? Go up in half steps, down half steps, 
left hand, right hand, you know, hands together. Do that as as much as possible. You should be so, so comfortable with that, okay? So your major, minor, and dominant seventh chords are obviously going to be the standard, the fundamental principle of jazz piano. You have to learn these chords. And again, just like your triads, your minor seventh, I'll, sh I'll show you what these chords are, but... If we take our major seventh and we lower the seventh degree of our major seventh chord, we're gonna create a dominant seventh chord. Okay, that's again, another one of the must know jazz piano chords in our seventh chord category, right? Now from here, if we take this dominant seventh chord and we lower the third, we're gonna get a minor seventh chord. Okay, and again, so those are the three I'd primarily focus on. And again, um, basically what you're gonna to wanna to do is practice through all the keys and learn those as much as possible. Like the triads, we have other forms of seventh chords. We have half diminished, we have full diminished, right? We have a lot of different types of seventh chords, but those three, major seven, dominant seven, and minor seven, you're really gonna to wanna to learn. So that's number two, okay? Number two must know jazz piano chords is gonna be your seventh chords, right? Number three is going to be your rootless voicings, okay? And you may hear this as structure, like one, structure two. You might hear this as, uh, I don't know, there's so many different names, but, um, you know, um, your rootless voicings are going to add extensions into your voicings. So basically, you know, if you play a dominant seven, this kind of sounds bland. How do we make it actually sound like jazz? Well, these rootless voicings are going to be that next first step into actually getting a jazz chord uh, from a rich jazz lush sound out of the piano. Let me show you what I mean. So if we take a D minor seven chord, right? What we're going to do for our rootless voicings is we're going to take some of the degrees of our D minor seventh chord. We're going to leave the root out. That's why they're called rootless voicings. We're going to take the third, five, seven. We're actually going to put what we call an extension on the top. It's called the nine, right? And the reason it's called a nine is if we count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, that's simply the ninth degree if we continue to count the numbers up the scale, right? So my rootless voicing is going to be three, five, seven, nine of the D minor. Now, just to simplify this video, obviously you can find your rootless voicings out. You can look um, for them. Um, you can go to jazzpianoschool.com. We have lots of materials, free materials to get all of your rootless voicings and practice them and things like that. So be sure to check them out. Check them out. But I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. What we're going to do from here, from this is a rootless voicing. Now already you can tell this sounds like jazz. I use this voicing for minor chords all the time, right? All the time. Beautiful, beautiful chord, right? What we're gonna do is we're gonna voice lead this through the three seventh chords I just taught you. Major seventh, um, dominant seventh, and minor seventh. Not in that order though. We're gonna go minor seventh because I just showed you the minor seventh. We're gonna go to dominant seventh next. So what we're gonna do here is we are gonna take this middle note here. And this is going to be the seventh degree of the minor chord. Or you can think about it as just the third note in the chord. That's probably easiest for beginners. What we're going to do is drop this down by a half step. So we're going to take the third note in the chord, drop it down by a half step, keep all the other notes the same. This is going to give us our dominant seventh chord, right? Okay. That sounds like jazz, right? That's like getting you a jazz sound. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I can actually make a jazz sound out of that. Right? This is a, an amazing rich voicing, right? That we can use in all sorts of instances. Love this, right? Beautiful, beautiful voicing. And 
actually has like a jazz sound and that's what a lot of you guys probably want, right? That's what I wanted when I was younger as well. Now from here, what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep that note we just moved the same and we're gonna move all the other notes, okay? This is gonna be a little bit harder, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna move the bottom note down by a half step. We're gonna move this middle note down by a whole step. We're gonna keep this note and we're gonna move this top note down by a whole step. So now we have our major, rootless major seven. So we started with our D minor seven, going to our G seven, and then finally to our major seven rootless voicing. Now we just played through a two, five, one. That's a common jazz progression um, that you're gonna see in all tunes everywhere, right? And I can do this in different keys, which is I'd, rec I'd recommend as well, right? Okay, so that is the first structure of your rootless voicings that you want to learn. Now I'm gonna go through structure two very, very quickly. It's going to be simply an inversion of everything I just played. So instead of starting on the third of our D minor seventh chord, right? Here's our D minor seven, we're starting on the third. I'm gonna invert this once and then again. So now we're gonna start on the seventh with the seventh on the bottom. Everything does the exact same thing, but it's just gonna be flip-flop. So here, I'm gonna move my thumb down once, and then I'm gonna move all these other notes down as well. Now look at this, we're playing the exact same thing we did the first time over the major seventh, but again, it's just inverted, right? All of the notes are exactly the same, so it's easy for you to learn, right? And again, go to jazzpianoschool.com, or you can go to um, jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast 130 to pick up the practice materials for this episode and get these exercises to practice. So here's our rootless voicings. That's the third category of must-know voicings. And again, it's not easy practicing all of these. Obviously, it's going to take some time, but you have to learn all these voicings in this order. Now, the next step, number four, is going to be our drop two voicings. We can comp very, very effectively um, with all the voicings I'm teaching you, but for now, it's, it's just going to be um, basically your rootless voicings all you know right now is one hand, right? So our drop two is going to actually separate, start, begin to separate our voicings into two hands. So we're going to take our rootless voicing. Let's do, um, let's see, G minor seven rootless voicing. Now they're called drop two. And again, a lot of people call these the Bill Evans voicings because Bill Evans uses a lot. We're going to take the second note or voice, right? That They can also be called voices or note um, from the top and we're gonna put it into our left hand. So we have this now. You hear how that changes the sound? Amazing. So we're gonna do that for every single um, voicing that I'm playing. So here's this one, this one, and then this one. Now if you'll notice, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the movements of the second voice from the top. So I'm gonna take that F, I'm gonna put it down here. I'm gonna take this E, I'm gonna put it down here. And I'm gonna take this E, I'm gonna put it down here. So the left hand, what my left hand is gonna play is this. My right hand plays the same thing. Okay, that is a drop two. Very, very simple, you know, theoretically, but it's going to completely change the way uh, you sound when copying.
and again, I'm throwing in some some more advanced stuff there. But again, intermediate and advanced players, you're starting to come into the picture now of the way that you should be learning your voicings and knowing the eight must no jazz piano voicing. So you should know your drop twos in all different fashions for your rootless voicing. So what you want to do is take both structures of your rootless voicings. So let's say in the key of C, and then you do your other structure. And then you go through the keys the exact same way. You go to the key of F, right? What we just did, right? Then you go to the key of B flat maybe, right? Then you do the other structure. Okay, and you work on your drop twos through all your rootless voicings, through all of that good stuff, okay? So that was number four. Number five, we're almost getting there. Number five is gonna be three different types of voicings that are gonna create really, really well-balanced two-hand um, voicings for you. Now, this is all in Jazz Piano School. If you have a membership with us, um, we teach this thoroughly with all the practice exercises. But the first setup, two-hand setup, is gonna be one and seven of whatever chord you're playing. So if you're playing a G dominant seventh chord, you'd have one and seven here. Now, in every single voicing, you need three things. You need the bass note, excuse me, two things, the bass note and the shells, okay? So I have the bass note here. Now I have one of my shells. The shells are the third and seventh of the chord. So if I play a G7 chord, my third and seventh are right here. So I need those in the voicing every time in order to capture the essence and sound in the har harmonies of that chord. So I have one of the shells here, the, the seventh, right? I also need the third. So what I'm gonna do with my right hand is put my third right here. Now from here, I can do whatever I want. And you intermediate and advanced players, you can start to add extensions at this point, or you can fill with the five. So you can fill with the five, maybe add a flat nine on top. Maybe you add a natural nine on top. Maybe you add a flat 13 here. Maybe you add a sharp 11 and natural 13. Right now we're getting into really more advanced jazz voicings that all stems from this two hand setup. And again, I've just shown you one setup. So for a G7 chord, we could do a G minor chord too. My third would obviously change to the minor third. Now I can fill again with whatever I want because I have the two essential components to a chord. I have the bass note and the shells. And again, you don't always need the bass note if you're comping and stuff like that, don't get me wrong. But if you're playing solo piano, it's very, very helpful to have these components, right? I still use this when I'm comping though. So I might play something like this, or I might play, you know, something like this. And again, I have one, seven, three, and then I'm doing whatever I want. I'm filling with colors over here. So I might do this. Look at this. It's a beautiful texture. Right? And don't let anyone say you can't do whatever you want because you absolutely can. <laughs> All right? I might do this, right? That's a beautiful sound, okay? So, th so that's structure one. Now, structure two, okay, the setup here for structure one was one and seven in the left hand, and then the third is taken by the thumb. Structure two is going to be one and three. Now, I don't use this very, very often, but it can be very, very helpful um, in two, five, ones. I do use it but not often, okay? When you're um, voice leading for through a two, five, one, for example, from this structure, I'm gonna go to one and three here for my C7 chord. So if I started on a G minor, here's my structure one, I'm gonna go to structure two, right? Structure two is gonna be one and three, and now my thumb takes the seven, not the third anymore, the seven, right, of my C7 chord, here's the seven. And again, we're left with these other fingers to fill however we want, so I could play this. 
right? I could do, let me see, I could do flat nine. I could do, excuse me, flat 13 here. I could do flat nine here. I could do with the sharp 11 I, in natural 13. Right, creating, creating beautiful, beautiful voicings from this simple structure. Again, one, three, seven. So we went from one, seven, three to one, three, seven. And again, all these fingers here are left to color. If you know your extensions, however you want, that's more advanced, but work on these structures. So work on practicing these structures through all your keys. So one and seven, three, right? So that's your minor structure. You can work on this for your dominant chords. Here's one and seven, three. Right, then you work on structure two. One and three and seven here. Right, you see that? Okay. Going forward, whoops, sorry. Now, the last structure, which um, is very, very uh, amazing because it allows you to do so many wonderful things, but you do have to kind of have bigger hands, is going to be structure three, one, seven, and three. Your left hand takes one, seven, and three. Now, I can't reach this if I'm playing an A flat major seven, for example. I have to roll this, but I can still roll it. So I can do this. Or if I'm playing a dominant, I can do this. If you can't make it, uh, just roll it, just like I do. Some of them I can make. I can do this. Right? Five, two, thumb. Now, the great thing about this structure three, right, for our two-hand setups is that it allows your right hand to do whatever it wants because... We have bass note and shells all being taken by one hand. That frees up our right hand to do whatever we want. Check it out. One, seven, three. I have all my essentials covered. Now my right hand can focus on coloring however it wants. I'm going to color this G minor seven voicing, right? So I can play the 11, five, nine, 11. I could even take both these notes with my thumb to give me a bigger spread in my right hand. Right, now check it out. I can even do this. And then 13 up here. You see the power behind this structure right here? Because my right hand, whether I play the root there or the nine, I like the root as well. That's beautiful. The root is beautiful in here, just as much as the nine is. I could even add more. I could add the 11 here as well. The, the options are limitless. That's why structure three is so great to have in your arsenal. So we have structure one, one, seven, three, whether it's a minor, you know, major, uh, could be a major seven as well, right? You want to work on this with all three of your important seventh chords, major, minor, and dominant, right? Work through all your structures, major, right? Do the same thing for structure two. Here's structure two, right? One and three and seven, okay? And then structure three. Again, when I reach something I can't hit, I can hit all my minor chords here. Where was I? Minor's okay for me. When we get into the dominants and majors, that's when, sorry, like I can't hit this, so I'm gonna roll this. Okay, that's what you should be doing as well, rolling them. So number five contains three setups, right? The five, uh, uh, step five for the eight must-know voicings actually contains three within those. 
Okay, and again, we're working up sequentially through all the must-know voicing. So five contains three setups. You have to practice because it's going to allow you to create two-hand comp. Check it out when I'm when I'm actually putting these to action. You know, sorry. There we go. <laughs> So it allows us to create, I mean, amazing, here's, here's my setup, uh, two, right? Amazing different voicings. Or if I'm using setup three, right? You know, so many different textures out of these two hand setups. This step number five is so, so important. So that leads us to step number six, which is going to be shells with any sort of right hand texture. This is a must know for comping purposes, right? So you, as long as you have your shells, again, your right hand texture can be whatever it wants. So if, we're comp if I'm comping a blues, as long as I have my shells here, my right hand can play rootless voicings. Might leave my seven out here so I can kind of create a drop two effect, right? And again, the bass player is walking here. So shells, and again, that was one texture. I use my rootless voicings. I can use octave with fifths here, or octave with any kind of sort of chord tone in the middle. I'm kind of changing um, using the blue scale, my octave here. Shells in the left hand, right hand texture. Okay, that's number six. And again, if you're always comping down here, most people actually don't even comp down here. They're always down here. So if you're always up here, learn number five, what I just talked about. But again, this should be in your arsenal as well. Okay, left hand shells with, excuse me, any sort of right hand texture. We got two left. I'm moving through these fast, guys, right? Because um, I want to go over all of them. Upper structure triads, right? Now, if you're not comfortable with extensions, this is going to be the best way to get into adding extensions, right? Now, your upper structure triads, there's tons. The premise behind this is going to be we're going to play a chord or shells in our left hand. Then we're going to take a triad, right? You can already start to see how triads are needed to start improving your voicings, right? If I told you to play a D major triad here and you don't know what a D major triad is, you're not going to be able to use an upper structure triad. So rather than go through all the upper structure triads, I'm going to list those out in the practice materials for you. If you go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast 130, jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast 130, you can get all of the upper structure triads I recommend for major seventh chords, minor seventh chords, and dominant seventh chords. Now, they're going to be chord symbols. So it's going to be like a two major seven, excuse me, a two major triad, right? So what I'm doing here is in the key of C, I'm playing a two major triad, which is my D major. This is giving me extensions, a preset. Think of it as like a template. Upper structure triads are like templates to get you into using extensions a lot of people just and then and then after you've learned them you can use lots of different ones now again flat six major triad is a great one and again i can play an inversion this flat five is a great one okay they're giving me a preset um package of extensions with my two major i'm getting nine sharp 11 13 
it's a preset. I don't even need to think about the extensions. I just need to think two major triad. Boom, I get this sound. I need to think flat six major triad. Boom, I get this sound. I get flat 13, root, and sharp nine. And again, I can invert this to make a different sound as well. Flat five is going to be... Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> My alarm just went off. I'm cooking uh, some salmon. Ooh, I got to finish this video up. Otherwise, it's going to burn. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> flat five is going to be sharp 11, uh, flat seven, and then flat nine, right? Those are extensions, right? It's a preset of extensions using your upper structure triads, okay? Very, very simple. Go get the practice exercises, and I'll show you the upper structure triads. Number eight, we are at number eight, is going to be fourth voicings. These are must-know to finish the eight must-know jazz piano chords, jazz piano voicings off. I'm going to show you your minor voicing because you can use this in so many different ways. So if, we're, if we want to see minor voicing, we're going to play one, four, seven, three, five. This is our first structure. One, four, seven, three, five. Now we have fourths up until this third on top mainly fourths. The next one is going to be all fourths. Five, one, four, seven, three. These are must-know voicings. And again, uh, I'm not going to show you how we can move up and down uh, the scale um, just yet, but learn all your uh, minor voicings, right? Go through all your keys. You should know these in all different keys, um, both structures, right? So practice this structure as well. Now, what we can do with this is if to play over a dominant chord, we can simply play over an F dominant chord just by using the C minor voicing. Listen to this. It works. We're creating a sus over this dominant chord. So anytime you experience a dominant chord and you want to use a fourth voicing, you just need to think about the minor of fifth up. So if I want to play a G7 fourth voicing, I'm going to think about a minor fourth voicing, a fifth up from G. That's going to be my D minor voicing. So I'm going to play this. Right? Okay. Or the other, uh, you know, or the other structure. You can play this structure as well. Pretty cool, right? So the last one is going to be major. Now here's how the major works. I can still use my minor fourth voicing for major chords but the interval is going to change. So for, for a major uh, seventh chord, it's going to be a major third up, major seven, major third up. Okay. Major seven, major third up. So if I want to play a C major voicing, I'm going to play an E minor fourth voicing, right? Up major third up from whatever chord I want to play. If I want to play an F major seven, I'm going to play a major third up from that. And I'm going to play the minor fourth voicing, A minor. This works for both structure, guys. So you practice that through all your keys. You can get three sets of fourth voicings out of one minor fourth voicing chord, right? This or this. Both structures, okay? So that is the eight must-know jazz piano voicings. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast 130 to get the practice exercises for this podcast.